The Secrets of Star Wars is brought to you by the StarQuest Production Network and is made possible by our many generous patrons. If you'd like to support the podcast, please visit sqpn.com slash give. Hey, this is Matt Landry, the voice of Anakin Skywalker in Star Wars The Clone Wars. You're listening to The Secrets of Star Wars. This is where the fun begins. Hello there. It's a power that Jedi have that lets them control people and make things float. Impressive. Every word in that sense was wrong. Help me, Obi-Wan Kenobi. You're my only hope. This station is now the ultimate power in the universe. I find your lack of faith disturbing. It's against my programming to impersonate a deity. That's not how the Force works. Force is with me, and I am with the Force, and I fear nothing. Remember, the Force will be with you, always. Hi, I'm Andrew Hermes, and you're listening to The Secrets of Star Wars, where we talk about everything connected to that galaxy far, far away. From movies to books to TV shows and more, we're looking at the deeper themes and meanings found in Star Wars. Today, we'll be discussing Andor, Episode 7, titled Announcement. And today, uh, joining me are three panelists, two who are, who are new to the show. Um, First, we have Ryan Nafziger. Hey, Ryan. Hello there. <laughs> you required to do that? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, you know, it, doing this podcast now for, I think I've been doing it for a couple of years. That just never gets old. I mean, no matter, no matter who does it. Um, yep. <laughs> so it's, it's very welcome. I could easily just roll my eyes at that, but it's, it's, uh, oh. it's, it's always a welcome. Got to uh, lean greeting. into it. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, also joining us for the first time, uh, we have Josh Bigley. Hey, Josh. Uh, Hello. And we have our old friend, Mike Dance. Hey, Mike. Hey, guys. Good to be here. Okay. So we're now past the halfway point of Andor, episode seven, after uh, sort of, I guess, you know, last week uh, we kind of talked about Andor having three episode arcs so far. And, and last week kind of, you know, put a nice bow onto the arc that started in episode four with uh, what I thought and, and, and the other panelists last week thought were, was just a, an amazing episode, um, especially visually um, stunning uh, episode. Uh, coming off of that, we have uh, episode seven where we see, you know, where Cassian is we're kind of just we're trying, we're kind of just uh, seeing where everyone's at now after the events uh, on Aldani. So your overall impression, uh, your overall impressions of announcement. What did you think? What stood out? Was it a good episode? Was it a snoozer? <laughs> uh, a snooze fest? Uh, what do you guys think? I really thought that it was kind of a reset episode. A chance to. It felt like we were all. Everyone was getting set up for their conclusions. Like their main their main concluding arcs like we had Cyril kind of getting set up with his you know decision either he's going to stay at his podunk job pushing buttons all day or is he going to is he going to do something with his life um and then you had Mon Mothma kind of having to it seemed like she was being set up to decide between her family and the rebellion in some ways and then Andor whether to run or stay. So it's, it's kind of, it seemed like we're getting set up for whatever is coming in these next six or six episodes, five episodes, five episodes. Yeah. yeah. I think there are going to be 12 total. Yeah. Yep. All right, Josh, what do you think? I thought it was about on par with how the rest of the series has been moving so far for me. Um, I think it's still been amazing to see, but um, the main thing that I took away from this episode was seeing the Empire start to get more strict in their methods. Like, they immediately started off with increasing taxes on systems until the money was repaid back. And they're also executing people publicly, chasing after people, hunting people down for anything like anti-Empire. Fix your sentences for just being there. <laughs> Pretty intense stuff. For just walking down the beach. Yep. Yeah, that's right. Used to be a six-month sentence. The whole series for me has been interesting uh, as um, I'm definitely probably the oldest one of our panelists. Uh, and it was kind of like I was watching it with my daughter, and I said, there's a few times I have to remind myself I'm watching Star Wars 
just because it's not the traditional there, you know, there's, there's not been a lightsaber to speak of. Um, you don't see, I mean, when you see the Imperials, okay, but most of the, the average police force and, and the, uh, uh, all the security, um, on, on the planet, uh, was all, you know, just did not have, really have an Imperial necessary kind of look. Um, and so, uh, well, it was interesting and, uh, Maybe slow moving at times, but still intriguing of what was happening. Um, it you know it, it was different, um, but it also had kind of a class, almost like a classic retro feel to it too. Like they were cognizant of the fact that this is early Empire, so things need to look early. <laughs> they need to, you know, yeah. things you know the styles and stuff like that. Um, so my my most impression is. Uh, though of this episode is I'm more and more trying to figure out, am I supposed to uh, sympathize with Mon Mothma or her family? I mean, what do they have again? What's their problem? Uh, are there, is their whole family just a bunch of jerks or is she a jerk? I, you know, I can't figure it out because <laughs> they have issues, but we have no idea what they are. At least I can't tell. I mean, oh, you work. Oh, you don't pay attention to us. Oh, you were. I mean, I don't know. It's just typical family stuff. So is there bigger issues or what? Um, and the other thing to find out that, um, Luthen's whole thing was, I just wanted to stir the pot. I just wanted to rattle people out of their slumber and make the empire be bad to us so that people will start needing, realizing they need to be a rebellion because they've been slowly put to sleep. It's like a, a frog in a slow boiling pot of water. They're just, you know, going to slowly boil to death. Um, and I'm like, whoa, that's I, okay. Maybe that's a part of a seed of a part of the rebellion, but that'd be weird if that was the whole rebellion was we just wanted to piss them off. So that they would start being more Darth Vader-like to us. It was, uh, yeah. it was like, whoa, okay, it's, uh, it's an interesting tactic, I suppose. This, the subtext between Mon Mothma trying to access her family's fortune with Luthen stealing all of those credits from the Empire I thought was really interesting because, in a way, it's a battle between Luthen and Mon Mothma for, like, the soul of the Rebellion. Because, like, whoever controls... Whoever controls the source of the funds at the end of the day controls how things are done. So we kind of have Luthen trying to almost go behind Mon Mothma's back to gain influence and gain sway over how things are going to be done versus Mon Mothma trying to, you know, be principled, be the be the statesman, uh, give the rebellion its 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 soul. We know from the original trilogy, you know, the very the very sort of pure the pure moral compass versus Luthen's kind of just want to see everything burned down sort of approach, kind of like the weapon he was holding. I found that interesting too. How mm -hmm, he was yeah. hmm. holding that, you know, it, it reminded me of a Klingon sort of <laughs> weapon almost, <laughs> yeah. um, which kind of seemed to be his approach to the rebellion, honestly, just beat things up until, until people start fighting back. Yeah, I think, you know, this episode was was like it really cemented that there's uh no turning back now. You know, you know, uh, I think Luthen says that line. Um it's like after the events on Aldani, like there the vampire has taken notice. You know, the the rebel alliance isn't fully formed yet, but they've taken this first sort of sweeping action this sort of first blow that's been dealt uh in a significant way um at least in a in a way that that deserves recognition from the empire um and you see just like how how the empire is is reacting and 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 wanting to just tighten their grip uh and you know dot all their i's and cross all their t's and and uh, you know this episode was i think that was sort of the I guess the main objective or, or, or theme is like, okay, how, how do you re how in, in wartime, like how, how does each side react? Um, like what are, how are the good guys, you know, who are not always, who are, you know, who are not always good. Again, a, a, good, a good, a key part of this show, uh, a lot of what we discussed last week is that um, there's just a lot of great characters and, and uh, whether they're working for the empire or, they're they're uh with the rebels or you're someone like Cassian who doesn't really know where he's at yet um uh on his in this sort of journey that we're we're meeting him on um 
you know, we're rooting for people on the show that are, you know, on either side, depending on how they, they sort of, what their intentions are, how they go about their business. Um, uh, what are their like sort of philosophical, uh, methods of, you know, uh, just going about everyday life and, and, and just trying to make ends meet. Cause again, this show is like about the little guy. It's about, uh, this, this is not about Jedi. This is not about, um, Sith. Th- th- this is about like all uh, the, the sort of, uh, normal people uh, you could say the grunts, the grunts. Yeah. <laughs> the, <laughs> the, the lowest on the, on the, on the, on the totem pole. Um, and and how and what their role is uh in this in this sort of uh um galactic uh battle that that we saw you know in the original trilogy you know theatrically you know in this sort of big spectacle kind of way and 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 yeah we're getting that like obviously for, in last week's episode we got a lot of that spectacle but you know this episode like like sort of most of the episodes so far there's not a lot of not a whole lot of blasters. There's not a whole lot of action going on. There's just a lot of character moments. A lot of, we're seeing a lot of evolution, uh, and progress or regress in some characters. Um, and it's, it's just a, it's such a very interesting perspective. Um, and it's a star Wars show. That's, I think it just, it's very relatable in that way because you can relate to these people, uh, whether they're, Again, on one side or the other, they're going through some personal stuff in their own lives, and they're just trying to make ends meet. Uh, in a lot of cases, or you know, if they're someone, you know, they're working for the ISB and they're just trying to climb the corporate ladder. You know, <laughs> that, that's really at the end of the day, it's not like they have this sort of grand vision and they've been brainwashed by the empire. You know, it, it, it's like, well, I'm here for you know whatever reason I'm here for, like. Uh, I'm in this position now and I'm just going to try and, and, and move up. And then you have the, you know, the rebels where it's like they're, they're being a part of the rebel alliance. It's that's more of the, like, you really got to be in it. You got to really believe you got to believe in it philosophically. You got to believe in it, believe in the, the whole goal. And then you know that you're the, the underdog and, and like you're willing to die for the cause. Cause like you're quite literally, probably going to die and we know that <laughs> many of them do and we know Cassian's fate obviously uh so it's interesting to see that that sort of contrast yeah there's definitely that whole theme of people needing to do what they can to make it in the world you know like um her name's escaping the main lady from the headquarters for security for the empire uh, Deidre? Oh, uh Dedra? yeah yeah she's doing everything she can behind people's backs just to sort of climb up the ladder. Even in the Empire, they're necessarily good people. Oh, yeah. And I found it interesting that in some ways I'm kind of rooting for Dedra because she's, oh, yeah. really, she's really smart. And she's... I'm waiting to see her fail and fall. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I think that'll be interesting too. But in many ways, I kind of want to just see her vindicated because... I'm sure a lot of those officers in the room are just like, what are you talking about? No, you're, you're pulling at straws here, but I mean, we know she, we know she's right as outside viewers. We know she's right, but also we know she has enemies because she was told by her commanding officer, Hey, watch your back. I'm not going to be protecting you. Um, It's kind of, he's not throwing her to the wolves. He's just kind of letting her come out on top because she's kind of like the, the plucky Imperial who doesn't know any better than to keep her head down and just can't help herself to keep on like ex- exposing the weaknesses and how they do things. So it's like, why are we doing all this red tape and bureaucracy and, and all your, your borders and lines that you've, you're, you're missing the big picture. Um, and she's like, she's kind of what, um, uh, he has the, the, an annoying name, Lonum. I just uh, um, just said his name before, but it's not in front of me anymore. Uh, the guy who wanted to sh- stir things up with the Empire. Um, he's what he's counting on. She's counting on someone like her 
noticing that we have some big problems here that we need to start, you know, doing that. Oh, uh, Luthen? Luthen, thank you. Yeah. I'm like, I, I wanted to call him Luther, but I just, he's no. not. <laughs> they just had to take the R out, and I'm like, Luthen, that's just weird. Uh, different Luthen, person stirring things up. <laughs> yeah, so Luthen stirring things up. Yeah, Luthen, he's counting on someone like her kind of, you know, um, shaking them out of their, their doldrums, you know, like, you know, everyone else thinks this is a burglary. She's like, this isn't a burglary. This was like a, a big coup. This is a rebellion. She's, she's seeing things and you can't help but root for her because all the snarky old guys are just like, Oh, who are you? You don't know. So you just kind of root for her. And then you're like, wait a minute, I'm rooting for Imperial. That's not what I'm supposed mm -hmm. to do. Um, <laughs> so, and, and uh, you know, some of the other things that were fun was um, you got, you got to see, um, you know, K2 uh, or at least a K2 robot. Um, attack Cassian, which I thought was kind of funny. Yes. How they said that they that was awesome. literal of holding him. Yeah, like hang or something. Hang around. He said hang around. He said hang him. Well, I'm hanging. I don't know what he said. But it was funny how <laughs> hang it, on like like all those robots apparently have a, a weird sense of humor. Um, uh, in, in doing that, and um, so that that was cool to see them. But you, could, I guess, Andrew, you could call the this like the expendable Star Wars version of uh, mm -hmm. like these oh, are yeah. the expendables. Ultimately, we see it in the end of um, you know, Rogue One. I mean, they're, they're all expendable. Uh, you know, not that you want them to die, but you know, we need the plans. Uh, and you guys, nobody got out. You know, um, and uh, that's you know that's kind of uh, how it is and we're, we're kind of used to seeing the characters that george lucas won't kill off no matter how much harrison ford wanted him to um now we have people that can just drop like flies yeah wedge never dies um question though um am i supposed to know the the two women that were kind of like dressed up and meeting about is are they were they is that how they introduced those two? I'm like, am I supposed to know them? I don't think I know them. Who are you exactly referring to? Um, now there's it was towards the end of the episode, and there were two women on, um, I think on it was Coruscant? the Imperial planet. Yeah, it was a, of course not, and they were meeting kind of out in the middle of of the open mm -hmm. and talking about, um, you know, what uh, Luthen Luthen had done and what they were expecting. I think, uh, like I don't know. Uh, with with what was going on with that mission, but I I only recognized I think one of them was the leader of forget her name Bell, yeah 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 who was so the, other the one? one we don't know to my knowledge yeah I think she okay, was just supposed good. to be someone else I, I don't know she's that's good larger picture because I was trying to figure out if I knew like am I supposed to know her and, and I had difficulty recognizing Bell. Yeah, because yeah. she would look yeah. so nice in her <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, that's why I, at first I forgot it was her but uh, okay I, that was just a uh, you know. Uh, I wanted to clear that up to make sure I was following along well because they kind of transitioned to this the the the, the post uh, effect of of the whole mission happening and, and what they were doing and it was a little hard to follow everything as it was all kind of heating up towards the end of the episode. Mm -hmm. I find myself having to rewind often because they they say things so quickly and there's so much like density to what they're saying. You feel like if you miss one right. sentence, you you've missed the entire point of the of the scene which i guess is a it's impressive cuz usually you can't get that much engagement with typical star wars movies you kind of just can follow along as as you go but this one it's like man if i if i if i uh lose my concentration and, and i miss a sentence it's like man i'm lost <laughs> yeah <laughs> or i don't even know what's going on they definitely did a good job of like engaging you during the episode without like having an actual fight or action. It was just this constant like you got to keep up with like the whole the whole plot. Yeah, and subtitles don't help when they're talking fast because the subtitles are already gone. <laughs> no, so no, I got to go like back and read that. Yeah, that's not that's not good enough. Yeah, the show does a really good job too of like again. I mean, visually, this is like the best uh, Star Wars. Uh, streaming series we've gotten in my opinion i mean there's that scene when when what's her name is walking through the train station is like just just so like visually stunning and it's just like someone walking <laughs> the, <laughs> you know? like are an unnamed informant yeah the, yeah, yeah she she has the she's wearing her you know red hooded veil and you know she has like her heels on um i think she was wearing heels and and she's just walking around and it just looks visually stunning <laughs> and uh, there's a lot of like set pieces where we're just about to watch two people talk, but it, they're, <laughs> they're like this, the shots are just set up in such a way that 
you know, it just grabs you. And, and, and that, that, that adds to, you know, the, the tension, you know, uh, that a lot of these scenes build up, you know, again, a, a lot of Andor so far, you know, barring a few, uh, instances here and there is, is just a very character driven show. And in order for that to be captivating, you know, the dialogue has to be good. Obviously the performances have to be, you know, on point and, uh, and then visually has to be, uh, you know, attractive. Uh, so, so it can, we can stay engaged. And I think Andor hits, hits all, all those points. Um, uh, we, you know, at the beginning of the episode, we, we, we meet Cyril again and, you know, he's sort of down in the dumps and, and he's like, again, he's like just trying to, he's like yearning for a place where, where, where he can be more than, you know, just some guy in that, in that brown, <laughs> that brown clone suit. trooper action figures in his room. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. Those are probably worth 20 times what they were on eBay <laughs> because of this. <laughs> I know. Right. That's a good point. But Anyone who had any sort of slightly annoying or or pushy mother is just like feeling anxiety just watching every episode. It's like, and he's getting up for breakfast and having cereal. It's just like any like loser kid living in his mom's basement or something, or I don't know. He's just like shunned back home, and you know, just and any any feelings of of worthlessness is like just hitting anybody for anything they've ever. Uh, experience and they done wrong and 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 he's it's just it's so like i don't know and, and here it's star wars yet like with the cereal yeah. and the sitting at the breakfast table and the and the mother just harping on him it's just like oh my gosh i'm having flashbacks my mother's a saint but i'm still having flashbacks <laughs> yeah, he just looks like a miserable person going through his life in his little cubicle yeah and it's just kind of like the the some sort of horrible monster being cooked up you know like he's going to do something really stupid and bad and probably you know he's, he's really thinking about it so it's going to be uh horrible uh because of all the time he has to fester and decide what he's going to do and we're just kind of watching this happen she and luthan seem to be very similar to me because luthan is constantly telling mon mothma or whoever he's with yeah, this is what you're actually thinking, or this is what you're actually doing. And in this episode, uh, Cyril's mother basically told him, oh yeah, you're, the tailoring you're doing on your collar, that's actually you just showing how insecure you are. And I was like, goodness wow. what is she doing? What is her, what point are you trying to possibly communicate with this? It's just terrible. Anyways. <laughs> Yeah, never thought I'd hear a comparison between Luthen and Cyril's mom, but that's, that's a good one, I guess. Yeah, yeah. it's it's a good point. Um, and yeah, again with Cyril, I mean, you see like how down in the dumps he is, but you know, he just he lights up when he he hears the news and they're talking about you know what happened uh, in Aldani, and um, and then obviously later in the episode we see we he ends up uh, working in fuel. <laughs> so yeah uh, yeah i mean again it's a it, he's he's been sort of an interesting character from the beginning uh there's i really don't know where where they take his character from here again like like you said uh, you know it's it's probably going to reach a boiling point with him where he's going to do something crazy um or you know if we're just going to watch him like climb from the bottom of the ranks and kind of reinvent himself like who knows but uh i i, I he, don't you see deirdre and him uh connecting yeah, yeah it's one go isb yeah so like you know her her um you know need for somebody to who's ambitious and willing to do whatever it takes uh, uh she, you know she plucks him out of obscurity and you know you can see them too causing some some problems oh yeah yeah and now now that she's in charge um you know that that she could definitely do that and yeah i mean deidre again like she's easy to root for because she's just so smart and and just ahead of the curb um uh it would be interesting yeah it would be interesting to see if she if if her and uh cyril team up somehow because you know she is smart i think i think she she would recognize if cyril is uh maybe 
I don't know, ready to implode. <laughs> but yeah. uh, but maybe that could be that could be a mistake she makes, or or maybe I mean Cyril does. Uh, I mean is good. Uh, he does have good qualities that. There is something there that would make. I mean, obviously, he has the drive, and and he's like completely, like bought in to the empire. Like he's a he's a he's a loyal soldier. So yeah, I don't, again, I don't know where where it goes from here with 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 his character, but uh, it's the the actor who plays him puts on a really good good performance. So I think we'll we'll be seeing plenty of him uh, going forward. Um, and if he makes it out of this season, I'm sure he'll be uh, someone. Uh, you know, worth uh, watching in season two and, and so on for how many, however many seasons we get of Andor. Is speaking of weird comparisons, I, I, I see Deidre and I see the, a female version of like a young Tarkin. She's got like the weird jawline, yes. like almost mm-hmm. the sunken in, like, yeah. like emaciated look to her. Like she's, the, you know, and the slick back hair, not the, you know, just, just, you know, fitting into the men's uniform and everything. And I just, when they clo- do close-ups on her, I'm just looking at her. It's like, they found a really interesting look of uh, an attractive yet just total business-like Lilith Sternin from Cheers almost, you know, looking uh, <laughs> a woman to, to play this part um, and, and the look of her. And it just reminds you also, just as we were talking about how beautiful this series is, you know, how awesome... Uh, the ISB looks when they're walking around and you can just tell that's where they are and, or when they're on Coruscant. And I'm assuming it's a lot of CGI. There's these grand buildings and these different things, but they look really good. I mean, I, I think it's, it's pretty impressive. Um, or the planet I keep for, uh, where they had the mission. You mentioned it earlier. I, I, if we were talking original Star Wars series, I would know everything. I would know all the names, the planets. It's, it's hard to keep up with. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Now it's... I'm like, what, what planet was that? I mean, I, I have, it's not Tatooine. I have, it's not Tatooine. <laughs> it's not Tatooine. Uh, you see, Alderaan was blown up. Uh, yeah. I'm not sure where it was. Not yet. Uh, not, yet. not yet, but I mean, it's you're true. right. It could be Alderaan. It's not Tatooine. It's not Alderaan. It's not. Uh, Naboo, I don't know. Um, yeah. So anyway, that that plan. I mean, it's just just you. You definitely had the uh, signature. Okay, now we know where we are. And Mon Mothma was she. Could, she was like Queen Amidala with her costume changes and how glamorous she looked and everything. And I love the party she was at, where she's walking around with a guy like keep smiling and laughing, and we're going to mm-hmm. talk about uh, treason that could get us killed. Um, yes. Giggle, you know, <laughs> and, and how how he thinks that she's not all that. Uh, you know, subversive as, as uh, she really is. And he, and then she like turns it around to him, like, you know, maybe uh, I'm actually worse than you think uh, as far as what she's asking him to do. And so I, I liked all that conversation, but um, anyway, uh, I, I went off in a tangent there, but uh, <laughs> there it is. That's sort of piggybacking off of that. Um, I, I've loved seeing them not use the volume. Well, that was like an amazing technology that they have seeing them actually like go out and film in different places has just been amazing to see because it's like you actually I don't know there's a huge difference between like having that volume in the background and having like sort of like a green screen effect versus being actually immersed in like an environment yeah it looks like they it looks like they found some sort of concrete buildings that they could set their cameras just right to where they have that they have the the physical concrete sections and then they have what whatever tech they're using to replicate Coruscant to where they have that blend of real and computer generated. It's really, really convincing. Yeah. And for a budget for a series like this, you know, that's made for streaming. Um, yeah. You, you wonder, you know, I mean, obviously they're not doing a lot of special effects that we normally would see in the Star Wars movies, but um, yeah, the, 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 I haven't sat there and go, Oh, that's a great, you know, CGI. I'm just like, Oh, that's really cool. And that looks nice. And, you know the whole uh, whatever that meteor shower was on the pla- on the unnamed planet that only Andrew knows. Uh, <laughs> you know, that was kind of cool. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we talk about it every week. Uh, just again, how the cinematography on the show is just sort of it's creating a new like sort of aesthetic. I think for Star Wars, it, it, it's a good blend of old Star Wars. It captures like the feeling, you know, of like I think the original trilogy. Um, but at the same time, you know, a lot of the more modern stuff, uh, obviously Rogue One, um, and Rogue One in itself was, was really well shot. Um, and I think it was just carrying, carrying that on and, 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 uh, carrying that torch and, 
and, and sort of uh, reinventing, you know, the way a Star Wars TV show could look. Because again, like you mentioned, the, yes, the volume, amazing piece of technology and has uh, allowed, uh, you know, a show like Mandalorian uh, to to look so to look so good with with a TV budget. You know, it's it's kind of hard to even with Disney and all their money and, and these shows have a lot of a lot of money to work with. It's still not like it's it would be noticeable. Usually, I mean, you can look at most TV shows and look at something uh, in the theaters and, and you can tell, you know, more times than not that there's yeah, there's there's a, there's a difference there. Um, so the volume was, I think, key in, in, in allowing a show like Mandalorian to. To, to look the way it does and, and and because it's more it's got it's got more action in it you know it it, it relies on that heavily but again a show like this which is that is that is more about the uh the quieter moments and and more of a character driven show uh it allows it allows them to shoot on real locations um with uh, with a relatively you know reasonable budget because you're not not every episode you're having a bunch of blasters and uh you know big cgi sequences so uh that adds a lot to the look of the show and and again you know i'm i I said this last week you know after the the sort of spectacle of that episode and and the eye uh it's like man this you could tell the difference between this show and like obi-wan kenobi which Mm -hmm. you know obi-wan kenobi relied a lot on the volume and you know it had it had a lot of had a lot of things going against it too. It was like more, it was a COVID, you know, production and, you know, they had a lot of uh, pre-production troubles that, that have been well-documented. Um, but uh, you look at a show like Obi-Wan Kenobi and then you look at a show like this is like, man, Obi-Wan Kenobi could have looked so cool <laughs> if they just kind of went in this sort of direction. Uh, but uh, so it's a, it, it, it is a welcome, a welcome sight to see. And, and uh, e- even if, even if, uh, an episode is a little slower than the previous one. At least it looks really good, you know, week to week. Um, uh, at least in my eyes. Another thing I want uh, I want to touch on on this episode uh, that that I thought was interesting is, you know, we're seeing the we're seeing the Empire sort of institute like their Patriot Act, okay, and and we, you know, you, you Lauren, you know. It, it, he he has a line uh, where he's describing, you know, how like how they're going to punish, uh, you know, people who anyone who like helps or or said to have helped uh, the rebels He's like permanent revocation of imperial to- tolerance. You know, it's it's sort of that language that the Empire is using that 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 sort of hides like the the tyranny. You know, it, it, it's they're wrapping it, you know, in 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 this in this like red tape, and and they're they're using this sort of language that you know I think if you look throughout history that other dictatorships um, and you know totalitarian uh, uh, governments have have used, and and it's uh, again it's a, this show does a good job of of being relatable to the real world because we can look at. Uh, the empire in in this sort of perspective with 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 real people um uh and not just you know magic jedi and uh you know sith lords and uh you know we, we can look at people that that just use language like this and 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 you know luthan uh says like he has this great line he says the empire has been choking us so slowly we're starting not to notice you know, so the Empire, again, Luthen is 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 you know obviously someone who sees the bigger picture and 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 knows like the importance of taking down the Empire, um, and I think you you see that in these these moments where they're 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 sort of using very technical, you know, political political or legal jargon to sort of uh, hide or, you know, sort of maybe blur out the sort of evil that's hidden beneath it. Um, So I just want to 
you know, get your guys' thoughts on uh, on that, and 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 how do you see this sort of dynamic uh, going forward, or if it, if that made any impression on you? No, that definitely definitely made an impression on me because it was like it's their first act, it seems, in the whole series where they're like, we actually need to like start taking these rebels, not necessarily rebels, but people who are acting against us at, like as a serious issue. And they're finally sort of starting to tighten up what they're doing. Um, another thing I also noticed was whenever the ISB was like, had their meeting, this is the first time I'm pretty sure we've heard Emperor Palpatine's name mentioned as well. Yes. <laughs> showing him finally also taking acknowledgement as to what's happening and what's going on. I think it's interesting. You can, you know, whether it's like um, an abuser of his wife or a Nazi regime, you, you get this kind of like, you know, I've I've tried to be nice, I've tried to be tolerant, and you just keep taking advantage. And obviously, you don't appreciate when I don't beat you every day, or when I don't tax you to, uh, you know, into the poorhouse or whatever it is. You know, whether it's a big bully, a government, or uh, you know, a bully in the home. Uh, it just has that kind of eerie kind of, you know, uh, thing with, it. you know, our, our, our tolerance. Tolerance of what? Living? <laughs> tolerance yeah. of being around? You, you tolerate our <laughs> existence? You, you know, that's the thing that uh, when when governments or political movements or whatever use certain language, you have to, like, answer the question, you know. Um, I mean, from a Catholic perspective, you know, pro-choice. Choice to do what? you know, uh, choice to, you know, uh, kill a baby. I mean, so, you know, you have, uh, you have to add, you know, what are you really saying, uh, with these, like masking these terms that you, you might want to use. Um, and so it's, it, I think that it was, you know, brilliant because it sounded like, oh yeah, they're, they're, they've been tolerant so far. And, um, but, uh, you have to, you have to look behind the curtain. The thing that I can't escape thinking about when we're talking about using language to disguise things is a line that Luthen said to Mon Mothma that really just set off alarm bells in my head. And I actually wrote it down because I just, it seemed to me to show just how dangerous Luthen is. I'm not, I'm still, to be honest, I'm still not even sure if we should be rooting for him at this <laughs> point, because all the things that he keeps doing and saying and, you know, manipulating people into doing is just really insidious. He he said, so Luthen says, you're not angry with me. I'm just saying out loud what you already know. And then he mentioned something about if you're not ready to risk your conscience to, to Mon Mothma as well. And I just thought, man, that sounds like the Empire. I mean, you're not angry. I'm just saying what you already know. That's this exact same sort of the same sort of, you know, hide the truth language that the Empire's using with this, with this, these tolerance, you know, revoking, you know, hiding the truth language. It's, it's the same sort of thing, but just on a personal, emotional level. So I don't know. For me, this episode was, had a lot of moments where I was like, should we really be rooting for Luthen? Is, is he going to be more like a Saw Gerrera where he's our extremist that we need to, that we need to protect our principles against or, or is he, is he, is he ultimately on our side? So I was, Ryan, I was thinking the same thing with Saul Guerrero that Luthan and, and Saul are probably, uh, you know, kindred spirits. Um, and, and when you're doing something like this, you have to think, um, if this is the way we're going to act, then what are we fighting for? You know, mm -hmm. yeah. if, if, if this is how we're going to do it, then what's the good, that we're trying to recapture. Um, we're just another evil empire mm -hmm. uh, with different motives or different agendas, yeah. but the same methods. Or I was even thinking of Luthen as like a joker, where he's just going through some sort of extreme methods to try and bring about a change. <laughs> yeah. uh, and especially whenever he's standing in the back room, like standing and just smiling and spinning yes. in a circle. I got a lot of joker vibes from him. <laughs> The fact that he can go sure. so easily from what we presume to be his real his real person to this facade of you know his carefree smiley uh, salesman it's 
it makes me wonder is is he a sociopath <laughs> is yeah. he, is is he is he insane is he is he just some master spy who who is so thoroughly invested in what he's doing that he can just sort of mold his mind and his body to whatever he thinks he needs at the moment it's it's really unsettling a lot of the time and it's definitely it's definitely reminding me of like just what we what what warning signs for pattern of abuse are too it's like goodness sakes he's telling he's told cassian what he who he actually is he's telling mon mothma what she actually thinks he's telling um it's not bix um what is her name uh vel he's telling vel what she actually is doing it, every time he's interacted with someone he's just telling them what he he's he's like imposing his vision but yeah that's maybe that's enough about Luthen for now well, well yeah but the vision on cassian and drawing him in to be you know don't you want to do something more and then when i'm done with you i'm just gonna have you eliminated mm-hmm, as your yeah. loose end uh that yeah. was like whoa okay some mentor you turned out to be i don't know what. exactly <laughs> yeah just discarding people it's, it's mm-hmm. the interesting thing is like the people are people to Luthen seem to be kind of like his his um pieces of artwork you know they're useful towards it's useful as a front it's not really useful as what they actually are they're 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 excuses to move towards his ultimate goal yeah i mean that's that's a really good you know sort of character study on, on Luthen and 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 i think as someone like him i think ultimately whether however he ends up whether we you know by the end of the show we're like like you're saying, oh, he's, you know, he had like some sort of questionable methods, but, you know, at the end of the day, he was just, you know, doing the right thing. Or if he ends up just being like this sociopath who kind of goes down this, this you know, uh, makes so many of these decisions to where it's like not justifiable anymore. Um, I think that's, it's a very interesting thing. I think either way it goes, we know who the real heroes are. Because we, uh, you know, Luthen is not going to be someone that's, uh, he's not the type of person that's going to be talked about in history when people look back, you know, like if, if, if like the rebellion was, was real history, like if we're reading a history book, you know, a lot, of, a lot of books won't include people like Luthen. And, um, and again, it won't, it won't include a lot of people like Andor, you know, a lot of people won't know who, like what he ultimately did uh in Rogue One. Um but you know, people like um gosh, I'm laying out his name, but the guy who died last week who who kept the manifesto and gave it to uh to Cassian. Oh uh you know Karis? Is that was that his name? Yeah, I'll yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll just trust you on that. Uh, I'm I'm totally I have the cast. Let's pull okay, well there tabs. you go. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah he you know history you know history is gonna rely on you know people who documented things like he did and um you know where does someone like like luthan fit in that and uh you know if 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 he's just going to be someone who sort of uses and discards you then you know he's not gonna he's not gonna make it you know he's not gonna make it into the (laughs) into the book so he's not gonna make it into the minds of these people because when you're especially where we know the rebellion ends up and then they're, they're ultimately victorious. Um, you know, you're going to celebrate the the heroes and the people that stand out. Um, so again, it's an interesting, uh, sort of unique perspective that this show has the benefit of having is, is getting, getting in, inside of these sort of characters and not knowing where we, we sort of stand, you know, with them. And, um, you know, another example of that in this episode is is where we see Cassian, you know, just having that conversation with 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 Marva and and saying like we need to get out of here, and uh, we we get that we get that flashback, you know, of uh, from his childhood, and we see uh, you know um, Clem and what happens with him and the stormtroopers, uh, and uh, obviously that mirrors the end of this episode, um, but Marva's like. You know, I'm not going anywhere, <laughs> you know, uh, and uh, it, again, it's a it's an interesting question with with 
what's going on in their world right now? What is the right thing to do? You know, and is there a right thing? I mean, I guess for everyone, they have their own reasons for what they're doing. You know, you know, Marva has her reasons for staying and then Cassian has, you know, his reasons for wanting to just be on the move and get out of here. It's like, you know, I have enough credits now we can go wherever we want and, and that sort of thing. But, uh, you know, Marva's seen, you know, what the empire is capable of and she, she doesn't necessarily want to go through that anymore. You know, if the fight's coming, then the fight's coming. But it, it's, it's a, it, I mean, that, I thought that was a, obviously uh, an, inter- an interesting scene between them and, and, and how that ultimately, you know, ends, ends up where they go their separate ways. Um, I mean, what do you, what did you guys think of, of that interaction? I liked, um, it, it was interesting to see her trying to convince him and he he at least in the very beginning he really didn't get it and then maybe he just didn't want to get it um but he was just kind of shocked that she wasn't thrilled that he had the money and they could just take off and do whatever they wanted that she was sick of running and and fed up with just like you know putting up with uh whatever the empire uh made her do um or made her how how it made her live and uh it, he's he's uh and i'm going to compare him to well i guess by just mentioning it, i'm comparing him to like the han solo come on you you stop being just like a smuggler and join the rebellion and they're trying to get him to see uh the truth in all this um and it's interesting i cassian's an interesting character for me because he he started off on the wrong foot when i first met him because there was a guy who might get him in trouble and the easy thing to do is just shoot the guy even though he was like an informant and basically innocent. And so he did that in the beginning of uh, Rogue One, you know, and now he's uh, basically murdered two other people since mm-hmm. this show. So, I mean, we know where his roots are and, uh, and, and, and it doesn't get better by the end of this series because he's still doing it in Rogue One. So I'm, I'm like, his character has, yeah, I kind of he, big flaw. He is I who mean, he I, is. Yeah. I mean, you know, I'm, I'm not trying shoots. to be judgy, but I just think, you know, you know, murder when, when you just feel like you need to is kind of, a, a character flaw and so so i'm i'm looking <laughs> yeah. at that and thinking how is his arc going with with you know i mean he kind of turns into as we know with the the, the general that kind of told him what to do um you know and and rogue one uh by uh you know once again you know being a sh- sharpshooter and and taking out um the, the guy whose name you know who built the death star um and, you know, so he's just kind of like he's the guy who will do the things that no one else will want to do because he's he kind of has that uh, that way. You know, he's he's that kind of guy. He'll kill people if you need him to. Um, and, you know, so where where was he at? And in, in when we see his arc take its final uh, curve in, in Rogue One and where we are now, it's uh, he's still got a lot to go because he's still kind of figuring it out. And Rogue One, when he finally sacrifices himself and kind of, in a sense, redeems himself at the end with with what what he needs to do. Um, I feel like you can never really see what he's, his true motives are because he always is saying that he just wants to get out. He wants to go live in some sort of shed in the woods, never be seen again. But then he just keeps getting into trouble <laughs> and he he keeps starting to join more and more and doing more of a commitment into things into the rebellion and such he just never really seems to stop which is what he keeps saying he wants to do yeah it reminds me of when when maz and the sequel trilogy says to finn uh you're a man who wants to run it's like we're seeing a man who wants to run right now cassian's been running his whole life and well now he can't run he's in jail so (laughs) maybe he's gonna have to figure out how to how to stand and fight um I found it interesting that he just seems to keep going back to this pattern of like pretty much debauchery every every time he every time he can he just seems to be spending things away or just trying to drown drown out the world um it it seemed maybe I'm reading way too far into things but it seemed like in the first episode it was not his first time going into going into the the, the brothel, but we at least know that he's he's carrying that behavior through now that he has the money to do it, and he can just sort of 
forget about all his friends and any prior commitments he had. But we know he we know he either he, we know he gets committed to the rebellion at some point, so we're probably going to see that come up and see what exactly breaks him out of his his sort of in it for the money, in it for myself uh, loop. I think that's the, yeah, it's a good point, and I think. Again, he's still going through this evolution and, and he's he's got a ways to go. But I, I think that's what's key about the flashbacks. I mean, he's he's sort of like b- been bred to be a rebel, you know, just knowing where he comes from and 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 who his adoptive parents were. I mean, and how his life is just like sort of mirroring that a lot. I mean, again, we uh, we see like at the end of this episode, Cassian, uh, you know, g- getting uh, harassed and sentenced to six years for for, you know, just walking to the store. <laughs> yeah. and, and and you mirror that with with Clem being hung for breaking up a riot like like this is this is like how he and the people he cares about have been are, are being treated and, and nothing has changed since since he's been a child. It's it's uh, it's ultimately getting worse now. And, you know, there's that exchange, you know, with, with, with Marva, um, where, where Cassian says like, I won't have peace, you know, I'll be worried about you all the time. Uh, and, and Marva tells him, well, that's just love, you know, there's nothing you can do about that. And, and, you know, ultimately I, I think that's what is going to inspire him to be part of this rebellion. It's, it's, it's his care for or the people that uh, he loves and uh, and it's a belief in the cause of like fighting injustice and making sure that this does not happen to, you know, generations after him. Um, because, you know, any, any good person would not want, uh, you know, their life to, if, if they live the sort of life he did, they, they want a better life for the future, you know? Um, it's like anyone who's obviously a parent, they want their kid's future to be, you know, better than theirs. Um, uh, so it's, I think, again, there's a lot that has to happen between, you know, now and, and the sort of person he becomes in, in Rogue One. But uh, I would assume that 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 plays a big role in, in what ultimately uh, inspires him to to be fully invested into the into the rebellion you know that he settled his debts with uh <laughs> right. with bix yeah so he's not going right. to be frozen in carbonite and brought back to uh, <laughs> yes. the guy so we, we we got rid of that trope that's we won't see a bounty hunter hopefully no. <laughs> who knows <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh you know uh before i mean we there's still a lot we can cover on this episode but you know before we uh uh you know, maybe put a bow on it. Were there any standout, you know, moments or, or scenes or, you know, maybe something we haven't talked about yet um, that uh, you wanted to, uh, to bring up. Say Mon Mothma really came across as a extremely just intelligent and honestly vulnerable and at risk person, but she came across as really, really powerful and devoted to the rebellion as well. It's like, I mean, she's she's kind of having to battle battles. Maybe it's too strong word. She's having to contend with her family and her husband, and with spies literally driving her car. And all the while, she keeps turning back to the whole smile. Don't let it. Don't let him see you. Don't let him see you blink. You know. So I found the party scene really interesting. I still can't tell if her husband thinks that she is having an affair, or if she if he's a spy i i really can't tell because he would he's definitely onto something yeah i was i was talking about that last week uh you know obviously um with that scene at the dinner table but yeah i still don't have uh an inkling as to what his motive you know his motivations are to be so you know uh, you know, opposed to her, you know, other than okay. like, it's, yeah, I, I mean, I, obviously, obviously it's, it's, it's probably something more than just being a deadbeat or like, just mm-hmm. like a uh, indifferent spouse. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I don't know. It could be, it could go either way. Yeah. They definitely don't show 
the perfect ideal family. But you know, yes. no no fa- no family is perfect either. <laughs> they definitely are showing that like there's a lot of distrust in her life right now. And that like she can't she's not gonna be able to hide forever. Some sometimes she's going to slip up here soon, I feel like. I'll I'll just do a, a wild prediction for for this one. I'm gonna say that uh K2SO is uh the ro- uh, is the robot guarding Cassian and this is when he like reprograms him and that's how he gets out because that would really just like like ramp it up a notch if they bring in because there's no reason not to it's not like he you know bring him into the series and have him be like you know it would be a well kept secret too as far as like when baby Yoda showed up at the end of the Mandalorian and went, whoa what's this you know so if that that's that's my my crazy prediction for for how Cassian gets out of uh, out of uh, prison, yeah, you heard it here first. Uh, All right. like it. <laughs> Isn't the actor credited we'll on IMDb no. already? Is he really? Like, I don't know. I'm not sure. Al- I thought I Alan saw Puddick? something there. Okay. Uh, well, then maybe it's not a good best kept secret, unless they're using his voice just for the 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 ones in general. I mean, like yeah. you know, they they all talk the same, so they might be they could use that excuse. But yeah, why, do th- why do that? Why do that? Why do that? You know. I think mm-hmm. they teased. I think they teased us. I think he's he's showing up. Yeah, I think he's showing up too. I agree. He's, he, you know, he died too soon, and so we're going to go. Yes. We go in the past to bring him back, just like we brought back Cassian. I'm definitely looking forward to seeing all of their paths finally cross at one point. Seeing Dedra finally having that control now that was explained in the episode to actually start focusing in on her research of her trying to hunt down these rebels, and I'm. We're starting to see that point now where she's going to sort of take more of an initiative into that and focusing even more. And then Luthen, even though we've talked about him a lot in this episode, (laughs) um, how he's going to respond to that and where Cassian and Vel, or yeah, Vel, and the rest of the rebels that have already sort of started to play a part start to fall into place with that. Yeah, I think, you know, again, we're seeing this sort of. first pass uh this this first sort of reaction of the empire to Eldani and it's going to be interesting to see how fast sort of things develop and and the way that they again tighten their grip and you know fully impose their their will and 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 how far they're willing to go and again we see the the contrast between Luthen and Mon Mothma I mean Luthen is like Yes, we want them to. We want to egg them on. We want them to overreact, right? It's like my mother was like terrified of <laughs> of this. Well, people were suffer. People were will suffer. That's the point. Was that it? Yeah, I, it was, yeah, I think yeah. It was, mm-hmm. it was that's pretty much it. And you know, it, it's like you have these sort of sects within the rebellion now. It's like you know, we have like. The, the the Mon Mothma side of it and the, the Luthan side of it and uh how does all that sort of you know work together and and, and how is that gonna materialize and uh obviously eventually lead to um you know a victory by the rebellion a victory that lasts you know a few decades until the the, the first order comes in. Yeah. Um, <laughs> right? Well we know who's still standing when uh in Jedi when they could have that victory. It's Mon Mothma. So how does she know? Yeah, yeah that's true. Yeah. yeah. She's, she's the one that's responsible for one big happy rebellion. Uh, yes. Before, before all this strife. Right. <laughs> I wonder if Dedra is going to get a Star Destroyer or some sort of craft Ooh. she's going to be on the bridge of and pilot it in. And I don't know. Do, do ISB have their own? I don't know if they... Is Thrawn ISB? Mm-hmm. This is no. way too far afield. Sorry. <laughs> no, 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 no. no, I don't even think he likes him. Yeah, I know he wears white, but we've already gotten too far afield. Sorry. <laughs> that's, that's another episode. Yes. <laughs> oh gosh, yeah. Let's lay. Uh, let's not. Let's not get into the weeds of that. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I, I think you know. Uh, it's also going to be interesting to see is like uh, what I thought was interesting that the empire still allows like a free press, you know, like the, the news broke out about Aldani. <laughs> uh, and, uh, yeah, they got to put a lid on that. My gosh. I mean, they yeah. did. Yeah. But yeah, right. They <laughs> yeah. did. Uh, they, 
they did label it like a terror attack and, and a robbery, you know, but, uh, you know, whether, I mean, whether it's a case of like, you know, ISB and, and Palpatine, they haven't fully suppressed, uh, the press yet, or, or, or maybe they're allowing it because they think, you know, people will be attracted to the empire because they're going to want order. You know, they, they're like, okay, we, we don't want this stuff happening. That's here. what they're so, selling. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, it's uh obviously it's this is this is what sort of invited marva to 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 join the fight and and become radicalized right uh uh and um but obviously Cassian still wants to go run away uh, <laughs> and and he he does that um but uh again by the end of the episode he thought he got away but we see the shore troopers take him in uh and that's how the episode ends um so it, it you know as much as cassian wants to get away from this it fe- it just seems like it's his fate you know um no no matter what he does it's it's uh you know we 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 talk a lot about like oh well when are we going to see uh cassian uh you know evolve into the cassian we see in in rogue one um we're we're realizing that a lot of it is because of things that are out of his control you know things that just happen to him and uh and that you know that is what really radicalizes a person you know if bad things just happen to you <laughs> eventually you're gonna you know you're gonna rise up uh and say something or you know you're gonna crawl into a little ball or and live, live a, a a tragic life um but you know we see it in the real, real world all the time if if injustices are happening to a specific group of people um uh in one way or the other uh you know there people are going to hear about it and people are going to rise up especially uh, in the sort of uh contemporary society we live in this sort of tech technologically advanced way where anyone can have a voice you know, on, on, on social media and, uh, and, and start, you know, their own little, you know, revolution, their own rebellion. Uh, it, it, this, that's what it takes. You, 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 you poke, you poke the bear, you know, a little too much. Uh, as we know the saying, it's, it's eventually gonna turn into something like, like the rebellion you know so uh uh it's going to be interesting to see how um whether this is like the first episode of a three episode arc again we'll see how the next two uh go about um but uh yeah i mean other than that um any final thoughts before we wrap up everyone everyone seems ready to snap yeah tensions be, are high yeah Who's going to snap and where are they going (laughs) to snap to? (laughs) We shall see. Um, Who's going to feel their wrath? (laughs) (laughs) You know, my money is, I mean, Mon Mothma is very, very like put together and she holds herself up well, but I mean, I don't know. There's only so much she can take of of Luthen's crap. <laughs> and uh I mean now I mean she has someone like Tay now who 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 we see in the uh this episode. Um is it Tay or Ty? I forgot how it was pronounced. But um you know not to ask me. Right. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> uh yeah I'm like reading it here like oh yeah who's that what's that character's name? Tay. Okay it's spelled Tay. Maybe it's pronounced Ty. I don't remember. Uh yeah, Star Wars. Pronounced in the episode. Yeah I it's, know Tim yeah. is pronounced Tim. <laughs> <laughs> right. <Yeah. laughs> um but but anyway, yeah. And, and I'm sure we're going to meet a lot of new characters and we're going to see a lot of them die. <laughs> because uh I'd love to see them also bring in some old characters as well, like even the Sagar era of another point of view or perspective for you know the rebels. Oh yeah, they're already, I, 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 they're already tracking like three different paths right now, so that may be hard to follow. <laughs> yeah, I think I think there could definitely be a bridge uh, with with a character like Saw Gerrera and 
um, you know, like the cloud riders from, from solo. Uh, I think, I think those type of characters, uh, would fit in this show pretty well. Um, and you know, Tony Gilroy, uh, said it, you know, at the beginning before the show even came out, he's like, Hey, this is not like a fan service type of star Wars show. So, um, I don't think as we, you know, we're seven episodes in there. Have, there haven't been any like huge cameos, uh, in the show yet. I think we will get them at some point. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I don't think, I think those will be few and far in between. Uh, I think, uh, not so much like where Mandalorian kind of <laughs> relies heavily on that and, and cashes in on that sort of, uh, fan service and, and nostalgia. Uh, again, Andor has the, has the unique, benefit of of being able to tell stories that we haven't heard before from a perspective we haven't seen uh and i think that's what what makes the show um stand out and and really be successful in, in what it's trying to do uh and uh, before we go uh we'd like to take a moment to thank our patrons who make it possible for us to create secrets of star wars and that includes gary h mike k Hector M, Matthew R, and Jesse J. Their generous donations at sqpn.com slash give make it possible for us to continue the secrets of Star Wars and all the shows at StarQuest. You can join them by visiting sqpn.com slash give. This StarQuest show is brought to you by Tim Shevlin's personal fitness training for Catholics, providing spiritual and physical wellness through personalized nutrition, workout and prayer programs, and daily accountability check-ins. Learn more by visiting fitcatholics.com. Be sure to subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn, Spotify, I mean, wherever, pretty much wherever you get your podcasts. And uh, you can also tune in on the SQPN YouTube channel. To find previous episodes of Secrets of Star Wars or to send feedback, please visit sqpn.com slash Star Wars. You can email us at starwars at sqpn.com or follow StarQuest on social media at facebook.com slash starquestmedia or on Twitter at sqpn. If you're on Discord, join our Discord community at sqpn.com slash Discord. We'll be back next week. Another episode of Andor, episode 8. And uh, we'll be watching and hopefully you'll be listening (laughs) to this podcast. Uh, So, uh, Ryan, once again, thank you very much for uh, joining me on The Secrets of Star Wars. Josh, it's been a pleasure. Thanks for joining us. Happy to be here. (laughs) And Mike, thank you for uh, being a part of this great discussion. Great as always. And I am Andrew Hermes. And thank you for listening to The Secrets of Star Wars on StarQuest. There's another show on the StarQuest Network you're sure to enjoy, The Catholics of Oz. Find it wherever fine podcasts are found or at sqpn.com slash oz.